What's up, everybody? This is your host, Chris, and you're now tuning in to episode six of Spit That Game. Listen, week 10 of football has passed us by. It's gone. It's out of here. But on today, I know you're asking questions like, why so late? Why so long? A few things had to take place before I could put this episode out. But stick with your boy for the next 25 to 35 minutes of your time. I promise you I will not hold you long. You're with your boy, Chris, and you're tuned in to Spit That Game. everybody this is your host Chris man listen we've got week 10 of football to talk about with y'all I know it was a slow weekend of football as I did say on the episode that came out on Friday slow weekend didn't do too much uh, with the predictions but however we did um, um, talk about the uh, the game that mattered the most that weekend and we're going to get deeper into that game which was the Georgia and Florida game that's going to be the last game that I talk about in this segment but I wonder I know you wonder hey man Chris look why did it take you so long to put it out um you missed a day you, you put it out on Wednesday well I honestly wanted to wait for the college football rankings to come out I know everybody probably has questions everybody is not agreeing with them uh, I'm going to give you my opinion on them and hopefully my opinion matters to anyone that's listening so let's go ahead and dive right into this slow weekend of football in the SEC, and we're going to start off with the game that really didn't matter the most, which was the UTSA-Texas A&M game, 45-14. Texas A&M did what they were supposed to do. Uh, Spiller came out and had an awesome game, man. He averaged like 10.6 yards per uh, per rush, 20 attempts, 217 yards, three touchdowns. The freshman did what he was expected to do coming in. He dominated. Um, the running game, as well as Kellen Mond, 16 of 21, 211 yards. Um, that, that's not much of a game to talk about. Uh, so I, I just, I mean, that's what they were supposed to do. So I'm going to move on to the next game. Um, the next game I want to talk about is the Vanderbilt and South Carolina game. South Carolina came out, um, pretty much did what I expected them to do, which was to win by two or three touchdowns. Um, Ryan Haliski came out, had an efficient game, uh, 235 yards, two touchdowns, 24-31, pretty efficient from him. Um, South Carolina uh, also uh, had about 180 to 90-plus yards rushing on the ground. Um, they, they pretty much went into Tennessee and dominated Vanderbilt as well. Um, not much to talk about with that game, really. South Carolina did what they expected to do which was go into, no, Vanderbilt went into, I'm sorry, Columbia, South Carolina, and won that game. Um, South Carolina won that game by three touchdowns. Well, two touchdowns and a field goal, 17 points, so basically three touchdowns. And Will Muschamp is safer right now. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to the next game, UAB, Tennessee. Tennessee did what I expected them to do. Talent showed up on the depth chart. Um, Jeremy Pruitt's defense is actually improving right now. So that's a plus sign um, watching this team. Um, I really don't believe that uh, Garantano is the guy for Tennessee at quarterback. I really feel like this may be his last year at Tennessee. 
if Mauer can get back healthy, I think he's a guy for Tennessee. Garantano time is up in uh, Knoxville. I think it's about time for him to get out. Um, but Tennessee's defense, defense is improving right now. They're trending upward. Um, and that young team is only going to get better. Um, as I said before, I feel like the SEC will be tough in the next couple of years, looking at how young some of these teams are that aren't relevant right now. Um, so that's something to look out for the next couple of years. I also want to move on to the Mississippi State and uh, Arkansas game. Um, Mississippi State flat out just beat the brakes off Arkansas, man. 54-24. to 24, um, Stevens played quarterback this game. 12 of 18, two touchdowns. Um, Kylan Hill ran the ball for 234 yards, 11.1 yards. I'm going to tell you like this. Mississippi State had almost 400 yards rushing on the ground. Um, no, they did have 400 yards plus yards rushing on the ground. And Kylan Hill led that with three touchdowns, rushing 234 yards. Gibson came in and gave him 129 yards. Um, one touchdown. Stevens ran the ball for 74 yards to quarterback. And Mississippi State just pretty much gave them the ground and pound, pounded them, beat them up pretty good. And they got out of Arkansas with a win. Kind of looking at Arkansas, man, I feel like Chad Morris will get that program um, to fit his style in a minute. But he has right now inherited the players that Brett Belima bought in, which I feel like is not uh, the type of they're not the caliber players that uh, Chad Morris would want for his offense. If you look at what he did at SMU, he built that program around his style of coaching. And I believe soon enough he's going to build them um, in Arkansas. In, in Fayetteville, he's going to build those players up um, to his style of coaching. Um, the disappointing game to me this weekend watching in the SEC was Auburn and Ole Miss. I really felt like Auburn was going to win that game by two or three touchdowns. And the number 11 Auburn Tigers beat Ole Miss, who was 3-6, and 2-4 and four in the SEC, 20-14. to 14. And honestly, the game came down to Auburn having to stop Ole Miss on the last drive. I watched that game. I watched that game. And Bo Nix was 30-44, 340 yards passing. Um, they ran the ball for about 150-plus yards during that game. But I, I really... I really wonder is has this is this offense capable of winning big games? I mean, if you look at this Auburn offense, man, they look uh, stag very stagnant at times. I feel like this is an offense uh, uh, that should dominate, man. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's you have a freshman quarterback in Bo Nix, a, a lively guy that can run the football, run the read option well, and I just feel like Gus Malzahn's offense right now is. What's keeping Auburn from being dominant? They have a very good defense, very dominant defense, but I just don't get it. And I know there's a lot of question marks. And the biggest question mark was the fact that uh, the student section was empty, I want to say by halftime or a little after halftime, and it did not please a lot of the players uh, for the Auburn uh, Tigers football team. And a lot of people right now are kind of pissed off with Gus Malzahn, if you want to be honest about it. I've been talking to Auburn fans um, for the past couple of weeks about the whole Joey Gatewood situation, about how Gus Malzahn lost that game in Baton Rouge 
And and I'm going to say this again. I feel like if Auburn had a better offense in Baton Rouge, I feel like Auburn could have won that game against LSU because the defense did their job. But once again, it was the offense that did not hold its own in Baton Rouge. So I just feel like fans are getting restless. Um, I know a lot of them are wishing that Auburn didn't even give Gus that um, extension that they gave him for seven years, $49 million. They're probably wishing that he went ahead and left and went to Arkansas. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, right now, um, I don't know Auburn's recruiting class ranking right now. I hadn't been to the recruiting classes yet. Um, looked at the recruiting rankings yet. Um, I know Alabama is top five. I know Georgia is a top five. I know Clemson is number one. Um, but that's, uh, I think Texas A&M is top five. Um, and at the LSU is top five. So I, I'm, right now, that's all I know. Um, for sure about the recruiting rankings. Going to look at Auburn recruiting rankings, I'll probably be starting talking about the recruits and the recruiting rankings, probably more towards um, conference championship play or a little bit after when we get into, like, uh, the season of awards. So that's where they'll co- that'll come into play. Um, going into the um, last game, the, the most exciting game of the weekend, well, from a standpoint, if you look at it from a standpoint of being a Georgia fan, yeah, it was exciting for you. Uh, if you're looking at it from a standpoint of being a Florida fan, you were not happy about that game at all. I watched that game, and for Florida to have a bye week, um, they look very, very, very stagnant on offense, man. I, I don't know what happened. This did not uh, – Florida's offense just looked like they didn't have a lot of energy. I mean – Trash did throw for 257 yards, um, but on third down, Florida just could not get it done. And if you look at that game, man, that game came down to third downs. And I I promise you, watching Jake Fromm on third down this past Saturday, Jake Fromm looked good. I mean, he looked like a totally different quarterback than he did against South Carolina. Jake Fromm, he stood in the pocket. He went through his progressions. Um, Cager, I believe him coming back, played a big factor in um, Jake Fromm's confidence this past weekend. And then if you watch the game, Florida's uh, defensive line began to wear down a little bit towards the end of the game. Um, You can tell that Georgia started to wear on them a little bit where they started to get maybe four four yards to carry to where – um, you know, all you need is four yards on first down, three on second down. You get yourself in a third and three situation, third and short. And even in the third and long situations, man, Jake Fromm was just eating um, that defense alive. He, I mean, he was methodical on third down in that game. And the question mark right now is, um, you know, Georgia, they hold their own fate, and we're going to get further into that in just a second because, I mean, like I said, it was a slow week of football. Not many games that went on outside of the SEC that caught my attention. That USC and Oregon game did catch my attention, and USC won that game. I'm not USC. Oregon won that game. Started off kind of slow, but they bounced back very quickly and won that game by three touchdowns. Um, So right now, man, when we look at it, and I'm going to go ahead and get into it, um, talking about the college football playoff rankings, man, there's a lot of questions. And right now, Twitter is going crazy over the uh, college football playoff rankings, man. I mean, 
everybody is 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 you know what's going on you know um looking at them let's see somebody people get so sick of Dabo Sweeney playing the disrespect card but Clemson just debuted at the number five college football playoff ranking and has won 24 games in a row um you got Penn State plays a close game against Pitt and it's fine yet Clemson plays a close game against UNC and well that is not acceptable at all you are not allowed to struggle against the ACC unless you play in the Big 10 and have a marquee win. So a lot of people are, are kind of disappointed, I'm guessing, in the Clemson ranking. Um, and when you read what separates um, – well, first of all, let's get into the rankings before I go too deep um, on, on Twitter about the rankings. Um, when you look at the rankings right now, uh, let's, let's, let's look at them. You got um, – um, I don't want to go from 11 through 15. Let's start at number 10. Florida at 10, Oklahoma at 9, Utah at 8, Oregon at 7. Though Now, you've got two Pac-12 teams in the top 10, so that looks good right now for the Pac-12 to possibly make the college football playoff, which is a conference that has not made the college football playoff yet. Oklahoma at number 9, I'm looking at it. Um, I still say they've got a difficult road. A lot has to take place for Oklahoma to make the playoffs, in my opinion. Florida at 7-2, and two, they've got two quality losses against LSU and Georgia, but I just don't see Florida um, making it into the college football playoff. Moving on to, like, the top six. Now, I expected Georgia to be right there at number six. I did expect Georgia to be right there at number six. They lost to... Um, who did, who did Georgia lose to? What's hurting them right now is the South Carolina loss. But I'm going to be honest about that loss. It was better to lose that game earlier than it is to lose later because the they still have a strong schedule on the back end. They still have to play Alabama or LSU in the SEC championship. They just beat a top 10 Florida team. They still have to play Auburn at number 11 this weekend. So really that loss to South Carolina works out for Georgia just a little bit in their favor. Clemson right there at number five. And then we're going to get into the number four Penn State uh, Nittany Lions. Now, this is what the committee chairman uh, said about the Penn State and Clemson um, discussion. They said they had a lengthy discussion um, about Penn State and Clemson, two really, really good teams, both strong defensively. In the end, what it came down to was, you know, again, much debate. Penn State has the marquee win against the 14th ranked Michigan um, and the road win at 18th ranked Iowa. In addition, they have a non-conference win over Pitt, which is pretty good win at this point. So sure, the close win over North Carolina is a factor because we're looking at um, the entire resume. And what we see uh, with Clemson is an impressive team and offense that's improved the past few weeks, outstanding quarterback, outstanding running back. But when you look at it, um, I guess they're saying that Clemson's um, strength of schedule uh, pretty much is hurting them uh, a little bit in the ACC. I do. I would say I agree with Clemson's ranking right now, and I agree with Penn State's because Penn State does have better wins than Clemson right now. I mean, Clemson struggled with North Carolina in that game uh, in uh, Death Valley um, at Clemson. So my my point is I, I like Penn State in the position they're in. Um, and I think this this is something that Dabo 
will use to fuel his uh, Clemson Tigers. I believe he will use this as as something to say, hey, now you've got a chip on your shoulder. Now you've got something to go play for. Now you've got something that you can go out and show people that you deserve to be in the top four teams. And really and truly, I feel like it honestly works out in Clemson and Georgia's favor because when you look at it, um, the four teams in the top four have to play each other. And Alabama and LSU, starting out this Saturday, have to play each other. Um, Alabama at number three, I can agree with that because um, right now LSU just has better wins than Alabama. LSU at number two. Um, now, I don't agree. I, I really don't agree with LSU being ranked behind Ohio State. I would put Ohio State at number two due to the fact that LSU beat a top 10 Florida team. LSU beat Texas. Um, and now LSU um, is, matter of fact, they beat Texas in Texas. So that win looks better for LSU. So I, my point is, I would say right now, LSU ranks ahead of Ohio State. Yes, Ohio State has dominated, I mean, literally everybody that they have played against. But the only um, win you can say, well, they beat Wisconsin. They beat Wisconsin pretty bad, too. Um, but the only win, uh, well, they played a 7-1 and one, uh, Cincinnati as well. So right now, it's a toss-up. I would give it to LSU due to the fact that LSU did beat a top-10 team in Florida. Um, and I would put Ohio State at 2, Alabama number 3. And this is the weekend where you say if Alabama beat LS, beats LSU or if LSU beats Alabama, will one of those teams go to the number one spot in the next college football playoff rankings? Um, Ohio State and Penn State still have to play each other. So right now, with there there could be a lot of shakeups in the college football playoffs this year, man. And I feel like it's a big toss-up this year on who will make the college football playoffs. But right now, I say LSU 1, Ohio State 2, Alabama 3, Penn State four, and I would not change five and six. I would keep five and six where they are. Um, but I mean, looking on the outside, looking in, you still have Oregon, Utah, Oklahoma, Florida, and I believe a Florida, seven and two Florida team makes it before seven. Uh, before I believe a two loss Florida team makes it before a seven and one Oklahoma make it makes it due to the strength of schedule. I mean, if Oklahoma beats Baylor, that's a big. Um, that's a big win for them. Um, and, and Kansas State has moved up in the rankings as well. So that loss looks, I guess, to, to, to most people pretty good for Oklahoma. But I still say um, a two-loss Florida makes it before. Um, I, I would even put a two-loss Michigan over Oklahoma, um, being honest with you. Uh, I, I know Michigan is not playing um, great football, but right now they've dominated uh, Notre Dame. Um, so I, I would say right now I would put, um, Michigan over, uh, one loss Oklahoma, um, due to the fact that it's the big 12 and right now the only ranked team in the big 12 that's worth talking about is Baylor that Oklahoma still has to play. So, um, looking at those rankings, you know, I would love to hear or see you guys post on Twitter or, or, 
you know, ask questions on Twitter. What do I think about the playoff rankings? Heck, what do I think about the teams that are in the top four rankings, the top six, actually? Because as I said, man, and I said it this year, early this year, I feel like the playoffs this year is going to be a toss-up, man. You, you, you really can't tell who's going to make the playoffs because right now it's so much going on. I mean, you've got top four teams right now getting ready to battle it out with one another. And, and, and starting with Alabama and LSU this weekend, and then Penn State and Ohio State plays each other later. So, man, it's like everybody is on pins and needles trying to figure out, well, what if we don't win? Uh, what if we lose to LSU by three? What if LSU loses to Alabama by three? What if Penn State loses to Ohio State by three and Ohio State wins the Big Ten Conference? How does that look? It's a lot of questions right now that's going into play with the college football playoff rankings. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. Um, I feel like the, these are the weeks, week 10 and, and beyond are the times where everybody, um, everybody, every team um, plays um, um, plays for that college football playoff run. So listen, man, listen, we, we talked for the past, I want to say 22 minutes. It may not have been 25 today, but we had a, hey, listen, we had a slow week in college football. So I didn't have much to talk about, but I did want to talk about the college football playoffs. Big week, man. Oh my God. Big week in football this week. I'm so excited. I'm an Alabama fan. I'm ready for this Alabama LSU game. I don't know how to feel. I'm going to give you my take on Friday, but right now I'm amped. I'm amped for this Georgia and Auburn game to see what Georgia and Auburn uh, does. Um, Penn State and Minnesota plays this weekend, so that has an effect on the college football playoffs. Dude, y'all need to get excited about this weekend. I'm waiting to hear from those LSU fans. I hadn't heard too much hating this week going on, but it is LSU hate week in T-Town and for us Alabama fans. So it's LS who right now. So I know I can't be biased, but guess what? Roll Tide, I'm, 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 I'm going to – I can't give it. Oh, I want to give it to y'all right now, but I'm not going to even going to preview the game. Um, but the reports are Tua is playing this Saturday. I hope that he is 100%. If he is not, uh, would the committee consider that as well? I'll get further into that this weekend, but uh, this Friday. But thank you for tuning in with me for the past 23 minutes. And I promise you... Um, that this Friday is going to be an exciting uh, preview of games. This Friday is going to be exciting, man. But um, here, here's here's what I want you to uh, uh, here's my quote um, that we're going to leave you with. And this is something I made up on today. Uh, listen, when you enjoy what you do, you labor until your hobby becomes your job. So listen, whenever you find something that you love doing, that you find it not as a job, but as your hobby, later on, if you work hard enough, you put the time and effort into it, your hobby will eventually become your job. And guess what? You're having fun making money doing what you love to do. Listen, you've been with me for the past 24 23 to 24 minutes. I'm your host, Chris. Thank you for sacrificing this time for me. Stay tuned for Friday. Exciting rivalry week, man. This is your host, Chris. Thank you for tuning in to Spit That Game. Peace out.